You're listening to Her Heart Heals Divorce Radio. Hi, I'm Christina Cuevas. Seven years ago, I went through a divorce and it completely turned my world upside down. And I'm so glad it did. I documented my healing to share information with other women going through their own divorce journey. And now, with thousands of downloads around the world from divorced women just like you, I'm here to show you how to ditch the shame around divorce and finally heal so that you can regain the confidence to create your most abundant and joyful future. I'm so glad you're here. This is Her Heart Heals Divorce Radio. If you've gone through divorce, you already know that a life event like this can leave us feeling broken and ashamed. Trust me, I can wholeheartedly relate because this was me just a few years ago. Unfortunately, most divorced women make the big mistake of thinking that time will heal this wound, spending months or years carrying this feeling of failure around everywhere they go numbing their pain, or worse, staying closed off to the idea of love again. And that's just backwards. Does this sound like you? I got you. I created a free masterclass called Divorce from Divorce without feeling like a failure. In this class, you'll discover how to actually move on after divorce so you can finally feel whole and regain your confidence without feeling like you failed. Don't wait. Click the link in the show notes to add your name to the waitlist and be the first to get notified once this class goes live. I won't be offering this for free forever though, so be sure to sign up for this limited offer. See you there. Rebecca Ritchie is a lead attorney at Cebus Law in San Diego. Today, she shares her why when it comes to how she got into practicing family law and also her top tips for self-care during a divorce. Her career as an attorney was all because she said yes to herself and jumped into flow. I love this conversation, and we talk a lot about how to take care of yourself here at Her Heart Heals, but she shares a unique perspective as an attorney and how she brings that in with her clients. Today's free download will include the tips we discuss on today's episode, plus you'll get special access to all of my free resources and a special opportunity to join a group of other women also healing from divorce. Click the link in the show notes to download yours today. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for jumping on the call and making time. I'm sure you are so busy. Well, you know, <laughs> these days, yes. <laughs> a, day, a day in the life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I'm so excited. I've really been looking forward to recording this with you. Um, and just meeting you in person was awesome. I love your energy. I love sharing space with you. Um, yeah, for those you. that don't know, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am by trade a family law attorney uh, in San Diego. I've been practicing about 10 years. Um, and so I originally came from, or to San Diego from Pennsylvania. 
and I did my undergraduate there at a small liberal arts school. Um, I worked in sales and financing for a few years, and then I decided I wanted a higher education, and I don't know, some reason law school was calling to me, so um, I wanted to kind of combine law school with an adventure, so I moved to San Diego and went to law school, and I've been here ever since. Oh, wow. I love that. And usually it's kind of like if you have a deep calling for schooling and then you end up going back to it, like obviously that's like a clear sign that you kind of are in the career that you're supposed to be in. Do you feel like so fulfilled right now in, in your life with doing what you love? I do. It's interesting because um, I didn't, I don't know, the, really the only calling I had, I think, when I was younger and really through most of my life is teaching. And um, I didn't necessarily want to, want to be a teacher, like be in schools and that kind of thing, but just um, teaching my knowledge, getting knowledge, first of all, I love to learn. And then, you know, teaching that to other people who are as equally interested in learning what I have to say um, has always been a calling to me. And so beyond that, like, I just didn't know how that was going to show up in my life. And so I just kind of, you know, said yes to opportunities. And, you know, so when law school in San Diego came around, I said yes. And then I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to practice because I don't know what that's going to look like. But, you know, I passed the bar the first time around, which is sometimes sometimes rare. And um, so I said, okay, then I will practice. And I had experience uh, with family law through a few clinics. I did a veterans clinic, which focused a lot on family law. Um, I worked with the housing collaborative, um, which, you know, had a lot of issues dealing with families. Um, and then I was a document preparer while I was waiting for my license, which was mostly family law. So I had all this experience in that. And so kind of just started doing it and realized that this, this was really my niche. This was what I was good at. And it was all because you said yes to opportunities and you just jumped into the flow, which is yeah. awesome. And just kind of like, we're just receptive to what came to you. That is yeah. so brave. And a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> and it's, it's turned out great. I'm so thankful that I, that I was able to do that. That's awesome. And so I think for me, one of the big things that I always, share about my own personal story was that my attorney ended up being my best friend <laughs> during my divorce <laughs> because they were the only ones or she was the only one that was really kind of like in it with me um except you know she charged like 400 an hour and so I was paying like all this time for you know for like my attorney which was awesome and I'm sure she didn't mind doing it but like yeah, but at the same time, it was like, you know, she also wanted to kind of go back and like do what she loved to do, which was like law based and legal based. And like, even though, yeah, she was like in my corner, I always kind of felt bad for kind of relying on her emotionally. Is that something right. that happens to you a lot where you kind of find yourself as like the emotional confidant? <laughs> yeah, and I'll, it, honestly, it's one of the things that. Um, makes me really good at this area of law and um, with my clients is that I am very open, able to listen. And so my clients feel very comfortable with me and they tell me 
all kinds of things that they're not telling anyone else, which is actually really important to the attorney-client relationship, but not all attorneys invoke that trust. And so um, it's, it's awesome to an extent because I, I have no problem being that person for them and listening and providing, you know, some sage wisdom that I can. But um, yeah, it is hard because when the case is over and they're moving on with their life, you know, then that's, it's kind of weird that your, your relationship is somewhat severed. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it that way. I mean, I still keep in touch with my attorney, um, but obviously like not to the extent, and it was like a very sad goodbye. Like I was so grateful for what she did. Um, and then when it was over, it was like, well, I guess bye kind of, you know, right. it does feel like that. <laughs> it's a little bit of, cause you're really in the trenches with someone, um, sometimes day in, day out, but you know, definitely on a regular basis. Uh, sometimes for up to a year or two and then mm -hmm. to, yeah to basically you know um, not that I don't keep in touch with my clients and obviously I, I try to offer opportunities for them to stay connected but it's not it's definitely not the same and I've got to then give that attention to the next client that needs me so you know yeah totally so what do you what has been the longest divorce that you've ever worked on? Um, I mean, that's a good question. Um, probably the longest that I represented someone from start to finish, maybe about two years. Um, but I've jumped into various cases that had been going on two or three years before me. Um, or, you know, I had a client one time we started out together and then um, she went to a different attorney. She spent like two years litigating $50,000 and she came back and she was like, okay, I need help. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting done. And I've spent all this money. Um, and so I was able to help her finish that divorce, you know, three or four years later. So, um, you know, there's been kind of those scenarios where I've, I've worked with people that have been in this process for, what seems like way too long, but um, usually when I, yeah. if I've started the case, like, I don't think I've had anyone start to finish more than two years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I only ask just because there's so many people out there who don't have a spouse that, or like an ex-spouse that is like, complies with everything and with right. the process. And there's usually like, you know, and it, some someone or something that the fight is just drawn out longer than it has to be and yeah. I think a lot of people think that that's like obviously like everybody wishes for a quick divorce but that's not always the case um at least like even right. for me my divorce took two years which was longer than I was even married but it yeah. was um it's common then right yeah yeah I try to warn people like at the beginning um, this is generally a, an on average two year process. Um, you know, mm -hmm. if everybody's working really well together and there's no confusion about what you have or how you want to divide things, sure, we can get through it fairly quickly. Um, but that requires two parties, you know, two to tango. And um, For sure. if you don't have that, then, you know, just on average, yeah, you're looking at two years. Yeah, wow. Um... So I wanted to know, since you've been, you, since you've seen so many people kind of all over the board with 
so many different unique cases um, and kind of hearing those things that people share with you on an emotional level and sort of confiding in you. I'm really excited to kind of jump into like some of the self-care tools that, you know, that you can share with us um, as far as like how to kind of prepare and get through the divorce process. Yeah. So, um, I mean, first and foremost, when you're talking about self-care, I mean, we're talking body and mind. So whether you get a um, divorce coach or a counselor or a therapist or, um, you know, a very understanding close friend, although I caution about abusing your friends through this process, but, um, you know, have (laughs) someone to, uh, you know, really can really help you get your mind in the right place, give you the right tools um, to help you under pressure, help you make good decisions, um, be that rational thought for you, um, because this is an emotional process. And even if you are the most rational person in the world, you're not going to feel rational when you're making these decisions, um, pretty much no matter who you are. And um, yeah. kind of, you know, add the connection to that is your body. Um, so I give the example, like when I was studying for the bar exam, um, I studied for like two and a half months. And during that process, like I wanted my body to constantly be in the state that it was going to be in while I was taking the exam so that I didn't have, you know, I didn't want to be drinking, you know, caffeine 24 seven, then you get into the exam, you can't even have a cup of coffee with you. And then your brain shuts down because it's on a different wavelength. So similarly, Mm. you have your body, um, in good working condition in order for your mind to work properly as well because these are very interrelated things plus exercising in general you know creates endorphins and and generally generally helps your um psychological state as well so it helps stave off depression um and again keeps you in an emotional state where you're you're better able to tap into that rational brain um so yeah so whether it's evening walks whatever that looks like for you, like have time to really move your body and get into a routine and some consistency despite the divorce going on. Like what I see so often is people start their divorce and they just shut down. They stop doing the things they used to do um, because they're entering this new world, this new reality um, that's very challenging and they just want to kind of shut it off and they want to shut the world off. Yeah. So, you know, keeping up a exercise routine and having a place to go or, you know, and a person to go to, to help, you know, keep your, your mind in order is really, really kind of tip number one to make sure that you're, you're going to get through this process the best possible way. Totally. I, um, I, the first thing that I work on with the women that I work with is, the importance of creating a routine and then with that sort of sprinkling in small things that you used to do in your daily life that brought you small amounts of joy and just to like be able to implement those on a daily and the importance of creating the structure so that you don't lose your mind (laughs) yeah Yeah. And even if it's just for that small moment, that's kind of one of my other things, like finding things um, that you love and that, yeah, give you that uh, happy feeling 
is so important because um, you don't want to let go of those things. You know, you don't want to neglect those things, um, you know, for the sake of this process, you know, plus it'll give you that during that short period of time, that little bit of joy that you can just live in the moment because you're constantly being asked to think about the future. You're constantly reliving the past sometimes, you know, especially in custody battles, like all your past gets drug up. And so, um, you know, you're being pulled in these two directions when really we are most at peace in the present. So finding, yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like kind of going back to what you were saying about training your body and your experience with like the caffeine and like being caffeinated and all of that and like preparing your body for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, would you agree? But I always say that it's like preparing for war. You yeah. have to like totally. prepare. You're prepared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and very long, like not a battle. <laughs> I hate war because there'll be many battles yeah. along the process <laughs> in some cases. Uh, too many, but um, but yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's a long process and you know, that's in general, um, you know, unless it's prescribed or, you know, you're being monitored, I really recommend staying away from substances, even, even alcohol. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a very lengthy email kind of going off. I'm either CC because they're sending it to their spouse or, you know, something they're sending to me out of anger and it's at 10 o'clock at night and they've had two glasses of wine and it just never ends well. Like it doesn't go, you know, you're not your best self, uh, you know, when you're in that state. So kind of obviously not doing, not sending off emails in that state, but in general, not putting yourself in that position um, is going to help you from falling into that trap. Yeah. I mean, and it, I, that's also one of the biggest things that I, for me, um, and obviously like it's such a personal choice for everybody to, to make, but it's like going sober from alcohol for me. When I filed, I sort of made a declaration and I was like, I am not, I'm going to feel the feelings because ultimately at the end, you're, you want to make sure that you're going through it so that you're not sort of reliving that pain later because it will happen. Like you, you no matter what have to like, sort of pay your dues with the pain and yeah. feel it. Um, so you might as well just feel it once and get it over with. Yeah, exactly. And kind of and numbing yourself to this process isn't helpful in decision-making either because, you know, you're going to get frustrated and you're going to have periods of just like unbelievable pain and just throwing up your arms and saying, you know, I don't care um, is not going to help you prepare for your future. So yeah, just, living in every moment, taking it as it is and, you know, staying focused on what you want. Um, yeah, that's just the best way to get through it. Totally. Yeah. You said something, um, numbing yourself isn't helpful in decision-making. And I think that even though we're talking about, um, all the things that you can do to prepare for your future and prepare for the, the war, um, it's also, super critical to be making decisions clear-headed because mm -hmm. would you agree that that also contributes to ultimately like the length of your divorce it could potentially sure. if you're not thinking straight right sure and the outcome of your divorce too um 
because mo you know most cases do settle or at least settle 90 percent of the issues so you know a judge is not making all of these decisions which means you and your spouse are going to be making some of these decisions and if you're not clear about the decision you're making or the results of that decision um, you are inevitably going to have regrets, even if it's not, you know, even if it's not like a horrible thing, like you gave up all of your <laughs> retirement or something, you know, even if it's just something small, you're like, if you don't know, if you're not clear on why you did that, um, or what the purpose of that, or what goal that achieved, you're going to have second thoughts about it, you know, down the road, and there's nothing you can do about it. Totally. Oh my gosh, that is such a yeah. good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, and so talking to I know you had said that's like unfortunate how sometimes you kind of like don't stay in touch with your clients but the ones that you have stayed in touch with or maybe that you've reconnected with down the line do you find that ultimately they sort of look back and that they're happier or I guess experience the sense of freedom Oh, for sure. I always I have this saying when I do my workshops that I have a hundred percent survival rate of divorce. Like everyone gets through this, and uh, yeah, and generally, yeah, they don't regret they did it. You know, definitely people sometimes, like I said, sometimes regret the decisions they made during the process or how it went down. Um, but I have yet to meet anyone that regrets actually having gotten divorced if they've made it through i mean i've had parties that you know in the in the middle of the process will reconcile or whatever but when you get to that end and you have to state you know under penalty of perjury this is this is it there's nothing that's going to save your marriage and you're done um and you get that final judgment that kind of signs off on that that says you're now a single person again um that final step is is a big closing chapter that most people never regret yeah, and, and it's crazy, like, just thinking back about my own experience um, and how you must witness so many pivotal moments for people yeah. where that is both combined their rock bottom and also their light at the end of the tunnel, which is crazy. Yeah, it can be quite a journey, this process, and it's it's you know, wonderful and horrible and everything in between to witness. Um, but, you know, I love being here for my clients in that aspect, both from, you know, the ones that are thrilled at the end of the day to the ones that are like, okay, I'm not unhappy. So I'm ready to, you know, ready to be done. You know, there's all kinds of emotions. There's not really a right way to feel <laughs> about the process, but yeah. Um, probably at some point in the process, you're going to, you know, you're going to tap into all those different stages of grief and loss. Um, so. Well, it's, it's the death of one life and the rebirth of another. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do you, um, so what do you do to shed from that energy that sort of you kind of like are in? Um, yeah, what so, do you do to kind of decompress from that? I have my own self-care, uh, you know, as an attorney that I have to do as well on a regular basis. Um, you know, so I do a lot of uh, meditating. Um, I do yoga or 
some other realm in the mornings that kind of set me up for my day in the evenings. Um, yeah, like decompressing, you know, on a semi-regular basis over the last 10 years, you know, I've had to do um, my own therapy or <laughs> counseling to mm -hmm. you know, kind of make sure that I'm, I'm still on track. And, you know, cause you can definitely get in over your head sometimes with a client or a case and, you know, you lose a little bit of touch of your own reality. So it can help to, you know, have my own, um, my own tribe, my own people to reach out to. And, um, you know, and then I try to find other things besides this <laughs> that bring joy. So I do a lot of volunteering. Um, I foster dogs, which I love because I love dogs. And um, I'm also on the board of a nonprofit that helps women and girls, um, you know, create a career path. So for women, we work with uh, women who are going back to school. They're head of households that are trying to better themselves through education. And then we work with young girls um, to kind of get them interested in different uh, career paths and figure out what they want to do. That's so cool. I've, that's always been a goal of mine um, to be able to give back in that sense. And I'm sure that that is so rewarding. Definitely. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, uh, I think like all of your tips are insanely important um, during the process and even after the process. Um, is there anything else that you can share with us? Um, any insight? So I would say at the, at the beginning or as close to there as you can, um, whether you are the person who is leaving the relationship or is being left, um, either way, you know, it's going to happen and you're, you're going to have to, your life is going to change, you know, whether you are getting left and don't want it to, or you're doing the leaving and you're ready for it. Um, so I always recommend, you know, set your goals early and often and figure out what you want your life to look at, look like, sorry, at the end of the process. And even if you don't know when that end of that process is, I usually tell people like pick a year in the future even, um, because even if you have a fast divorce, you know, you might not be able to really figure things out for a year. And if you have a slow divorce, you know, you can always reevaluate in a year, but you know, look at your, where you want to be one year from today um, and take it one step at a time. And every time you have a decision to make or you're faced with um, a problem that you're not sure how to solve, you go back to that goal and you say, okay, which decision or which way, how can I handle this that best meets those goals? And don't focus on the, you know, all the drama that's around it, focus on those goals. And if it's going to help you achieve those goals, that's the direction you go. And if it's not, you let it go. And that is really going to help you through the process. So important. So, so important. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah. How can people find you? I know that you do <laughs> workshops and talks and you're I super do. active on Instagram and I love it. <laughs> how can people access it too? Yeah. So we just, we actually just this year started on social media. Um, I'm not that old, but I just, it was never really part of my daily routine. So I'm so happy to have my marketing director now. Um, but yeah, so we are on Facebook, Instagram, um, 
I use Twitter a little bit. <laughs> and then um, our website is really our main point. Like that's where all the information about us and all of our events and workshops and groups and support systems and resources, it's all on our website. Um, so it's sibuslawgroup.com. Okay, and that's spelled S-I-B-U-S Law Group. Yes. Um, and then your Instagram handle, I think, is also Cebus Law Group, correct? Correct. Yeah, and Facebook. Cool. So it's all Cebus Law Group. Uh, it's, it's our uh, Latin for starting over. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I love that. Oh. I will uh, be including a link uh, in the show notes for anybody that wants to find Rebecca or more about um, all of the wonderful events and information that you offer. So that will be in the show notes. Um, and thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us. It was awesome. You're my first attorney yeah. on the show. So I'm <laughs> like, <"Woo!" laughs> well, I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> Want to learn more? I'm going to add a link in the show notes to the website, herheartheals.com, and there you can access all of my helpful tips, the blogs on there, and schedule a session with me. Are you on Instagram? I'd love to connect. You can follow me, and my handle is at herheartheals. Hope to connect with you soon.